everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Well, yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me, what is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. Hold on to your butt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 342nd episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we're going to dive into some quick news related to Universal Orlando, and then we're going to open up the mailbag with Jennifer Evans to once again dive into it and find out what everybody in the fandom has been talking about, what you're theorizing, what kind of questions you have in the Jurassic mailbag. Uh, I'm very excited. It's been a while since we had our last one, but it's always fun to dive back into that with Jennifer. So... Stay tuned for that, and just in case you want to be a part of the next mailbag, you can call our voicemail line at 732-825-7763. You can email us your audio files if you just want to pick up your phone, record a message with your voice memo app, and then email those over to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com, and you can also write some stuff over there too, or you could head over to our contact page over on JurassicParkPodcast.com to fill out our contact form. Now, of course, even though you haven't heard this month's episode just yet, we are already collecting questions for the next mailbag, so get yours in now. Uh, So before we get started, I'd like to take care of some quick business. This is going to be the final few days to actually go ahead over to our YouTube channel and uh, donate to the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. We are doing a charity drive over there, so if you want to go ahead and donate some money to the Children's Hospital in uh, this holiday season here, that would be super awesome. Uh, That will be closing down on Wednesday night. Uh, We're going to be doing a live stream Wednesday night, so we'll be open for that as well, so definitely check it out then. But uh, we thought, you know, let's go ahead and donate to the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia again this year because kids are always in need of it, especially when they're in a hospital. Um, Families need some extra money. Uh, kids need extra money for the, uh, you know, the research and everything for, you know, helping these kids out. So definitely go ahead and donate some money. And if you can't, just share it around. Tell your friends, tell your family that we are doing this donation drive. So definitely go check that out over on our YouTube channel. Just, you know, just look for any of our videos over there and it should be attached to those. Uh, so just check it out. But speaking of YouTube, let's go ahead and take a look at what we have going on over there. We've been doing a bunch of stuff over on YouTube in regards to the uh, Jurassic World Evolution 2 DLC, Dominion Malta expansion. Tom has been creating some lovely content. He's got a nice cinematic up there. He's got a a care package review that he unboxed and took a look at all the items in there. Uh, He's got a lot of stuff over there, so definitely go check out those videos. Um, I did uh, an unboxing of this awesome package sent to sent to us from a company that's the name of the business a company um and they create you know really handheld uh amazing items that uh, are made across the world you know and specifically for this jurassic collaboration that they have going on with a company um they're making these in india and nepal 
and they sent us over a bunch of stuff for the family and for the kids. So definitely go check out that unboxing video over on our YouTube channel. And uh, we've been doing a bunch of like little random stuff and putting our TikToks on Instagram and YouTube. It's a weird climate right now. Everybody wants these short videos, so we're putting them out there for everybody. Uh, but check those out. And of course, we did some live streams as well over the past two weeks. We've been talking about our Spotify wrap. Uh, we've been talking about Jurassic statues, like high-end statues, uh, the Malta expansion. We've been talking about the Jurassic World escape room, dinosaur names, you know, because everybody wants to name dinosaurs, and we think that's okay. No big deal. Um, and then there's uh, toy branding and Fortnite. We talked talked about Fortnite for a little while. So definitely go check out our live streams. They're always a ton of fun. There's always some fun people in there in the chat. So definitely join us next time if you haven't checked those out before. But uh, you can find those every Wednesday night uh, at 9 p.m. And we will be doing that again this week and uh, doing our final push for the donation drive. So definitely check it out at 9 p.m. on Wednesday night. But I think that's about it for the intro, so why don't we go ahead and get this episode kicked off with a little bit of Jurassic news from around the world. 18 minutes and your company catches up on 10 years of research. Access rate program. Access new security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, my head being right all the time. It's day. I guarantee it. All right, so in the news this week, we wanted to talk about Universal's great movie escape. Um, it's been a quick turn of events here because, uh, you know, as of this past few weeks here, we didn't even know when this thing was going to open up. And then they teased the date, and that date has already come and gone. So it is open. You can go to Universal, head to City Walk, and go to Universal's great movie escape and do a Jurassic World escape room called, uh, well, it's just Jurassic World Escape. Uh, pretty simple. Um, and it says here, find yourself in a secret genetics lab on Isla Nublar and use your wits to solve a serious problem. An apex predator has broken free and is headed your way. This escape room has more teeth and claws than anything you've experienced before. Choose from individual tickets or private group adventures of up to eight. So there you go. That is the little synopsis there. And like I said, you can do this in uh, private ventures if you want to. You could head out there by yourself and join in with whatever group of people there are going at that time period. Or you could get a group of eight of you uh, and pay a certain fee and have everybody go in there and have your own little private event. So if you do want to do this just by yourself per person, it's going to be $49.99, and uh, it's not too bad. I mean, sure, it might be a little high for your standard escape room, but uh, you look, you're paying for Universal, you're paying for Jurassic World. It looks like it's going to be a great experience, and I've heard some good things about it. So I'm kind of okay with that price. That's not too bad. Um, and then if you want to do the group uh, private party, of up to eight people, you and you don't have to have eight people, I guess. You could just uh, pay for the private event, um, and you, that will cost you $300. Now, if you were to do that, find eight of your friends, go out there, it's definitely a little bit cheaper than that $49.99. So you're actually getting a deal. If you can get eight people, head down there and uh, do the private experience. I think that's probably what I'll end up doing, if not uh, doing it solo or something like that at some point. But 
I think uh, I think I've got plenty of friends out there in Orlando and around that will definitely head out and go to that. So uh, I'm expecting y'all to hit up Jurassic World Escape with me because this looks so so much fun. Uh, they did show off a few pictures of it as well. So if you haven't seen it just yet, they teased it with um, a shot from the like command center central, which is pretty cool. There's a bunch of like. Uh, screens or tablets down there that you can maybe interact with some screens on the wall with the island map and a lot of other things and uh, looks like there might be a storm approaching I'm not really sure about that but that looks like a pretty cool room there's also like the genetics lab area that looks very like Henry Wu inspired it's got some amber pieces a TV on the wall and some other stuff so this looks like it's gonna be top-notch and super well themed and I am very very excited to dive into this we should also mention that there is also a Back to the Future escape room attached to this as well. Uh, it's called Back to the Future Out of Time, and that one sounds like it's going to be excellent as well. I believe the same prices uh, apply to that as well. But if you want to find out some more information, head to the link in our show notes. Oh, there it is. There it is. Jurassic Mailbag. Mailbag. Jurassic Mailbag with Brad Jost and Jennifer Tarek. Welcome, everybody, to another installment of the Jurassic Mailbag, this time for December 2022. And I am once again joined by Jen. What's going on, Jen? It's been, like, ages since we've Hi, done this. I feel like it's been years, but it's just been, it, like, two months or something. <laughs> Something like that. I think uh, I looked it up before because I always try to do a little bit of research because sometimes I forget to delete or, or to move the emails and voicemails out of like the inboxes. And I'm like, oh, did we do this one? I don't remember if we did this one. I don't have time to go back and listen to the entire episode. I don't remember. So I look back at my notes and I'm like, okay, last time we did this was August. And uh, that's wow. the problem with doing this every other every other month yeah so with the format change and everything we pushed all these episodes back and we just so happened to skip uh the october episode for some reason you know uh but here we are ready to talk it's december the end of the year had had some life changes going on but how you doing otherwise <laughs> good i mean between the last podcast in this one, I'm a year older and I have a baby. So, geez, <laughs> time has passed <laughs> in between that time there. That's maybe why we missed October. <laughs> Completely different person at this time. You know, like. I know. Yeah. Whole year older. Wow. I have a newborn. So it things I happen, would... Brad. You missed all of it. Things I missed, happen. I missed it all. I've been just sitting here in my cave just you know, <laughs> wondering what Jurassic is as well. I'm I'm, I'm confused, but uh, oh, I don't know. But yeah, I don't remember what this movie's about. So no, if there's a I... question about any of these movies. I I don't remember. <laughs> so, something happened. 
I know if I feel so um I think I feel like a bit disconnected by doing the every other week episodes and then pushing the major episodes to every other month. It's like, man, what what, what were we talking about last time? Like, what is Jurassic anymore? I I know I still stay in it, you know, every week with the live streams and, you know, sometimes I do bonus episodes and stuff like that, but it does feel like when we actually go to do these things, it's like, wow, uh, what, what am I missing? I feel like I'm missing something. There's got to be something to talk about, right? <laughs> it's such an adjustment. It feels like I have to jog my memory rather than just it be my existence. And that's new. It's been so long. <sighs> it has been long. Um, yes. Yeah, so August, you know, just shortly after uh, Jurassic World Dominion came out. So we do have some mm-hmm. catching up to do. Um, from August, September, October, November, December. So there's there's a couple of months in there, just a few, a handful of months, like almost half a year somehow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm not really sure how that happened. But uh, you miss one me- mailbag, and, you know, the whole year goes to, you know, crap. So I don't know. But uh, but we've got some fun stuff to talk about. I think I, I took a, a quick listen to some of them, and I, I kind of glanced at some of the emails here. But uh, I'm ready to do this. What do you say we get back into the mailbag and open up uh, some of these these letters and voicemails? Yeah, I mean, we always start these confused and unaware, yeah. and we're we're right there, so we're ready to go. I I like that we have yeah we have no idea at this moment what even Jurassic is anymore. But when we dive into whatever's next we're absolutely going to talk for way too long because that's what happens every single time (laughs) you know it. Uh, So this first one here is a voicemail from Johnny. Uh, Take it away, Johnny. Hi, Jurassic Park Podcast. This is Johnny. I hope your guys' lives are a little less crazy now that you're doing an every other week for (laughs) me. Johnny, (laughs) did you not hear what we just said? No, definitely not less crazy, but I appreciate it. While I do miss the new episode every week, I understand that there's not really much going on in Jurassic at the moment. But I have to say, I think I prefer this new format. I hope it's made your guys' lives easier and less hectic. But speaking of Jurassic content, I've seen the Jurassic World Dominion Extended Cut! We ordered it on DVD, I was so excited, and it did not disappoint. It was great, and it fully cemented Dominion as my favorite movie in the franchise. And the trailer for Camp Cretaceous Hidden Adventure just came out, and it looks amazing. I'm so excited for new Jurassic content, and this caught me by surprise. Like, I was not expecting more Camp Cretaceous after Season 5. I feel like it probably should have come out before Season 5, but, you know, it's fine. Probably, like, delays and whatever. I do have a question on the possible primary antagonist. Now, this might count as spoilers, so you can just bleep me out if it gets too bad, but it's just me speculating, so I think I'm good. But okay, here's your speculation warning. (laughs) I can do English, don't worry. In the trailer, it definitely (laughs) looks like a T-Rex. At first, that's what I thought it was, but then I thought it could be a cartoon version of the Giga because of the spikes. But it only has two fingers, so it must be a Tyrannosaur relative. Maybe an Albertosaurus or Gorgo? I personally think it's the Gorgosaurus because it just, it has like the eyebrows and it's, you know, it's big. So I, you know, I, that's what I think it is. But it, I've heard that a lot of people are saying it's Tarbosaurus. 
and I can see that, but I personally, I don't know what it is. Like, it definitely looks like a hybrid of just a bunch of different dinosaurs. Um, but what do you guys think it is? Um, I'm recording this, um, on October 21st, Back to the Future Day, so, um... Woo. Maybe by the Heck time yeah. this episode comes out, it's already been revealed what it is. But at this point in the timeline, I don't know what it is. But um, anyway, so what do you guys think it is? Thank you guys so much for listening to this. I hope you guys stay safe, stay Jurassic, and have a Jurassic day. Thank you. Bye. Awesome. Thank you so much, Johnny. I, uh, I love the voicemail. That was, that was awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, it hasn't been less crazy as you, as you well have heard. Um, but I will say it does make things like certainly less stressful and definitely easier to manage the schedule of the show and, and to do other things, you know, that we don't have to constantly think about producing all the time. So that's definitely, uh, made things a lot easier on, on my end and probably some of the contributors ends as well, but, uh, appreciate you looking out for us. That's nice. Um, but, uh, you mentioned the, um, the extended cut and it's funny because last time back in August, um, I don't think I had seen it yet. I know you had seen it, Jen. And, uh, we were kind of tiptoeing around the extended cut a little bit because we, we just want yeah. to stay away from spoilers. And, uh, I, yeah, I've seen it now, so so that's good. I mean, I've seen it. I've I've watched it a handful of times now. The extended cut. I think that is the definitive edition. That's the one that you really have to be watching at this point. Um, yeah, it's it's amazing. I I really really dug the extended cut. I I think there's some real value in there, and you know even even one of my favorite parts was literally just one half a second long of an extension. And there's little things, little details that I'm just like blown away by i love the score editions there's so many fun things in the extended cut so i i really love it do you have any further thoughts uh, on the extended cut since you've uh, had it now for a little while i'm assuming this is a tough one because back in august i had a lot of thoughts on the extended cut <laughs> i remember i won i was like oh there's so much i want to say because you kept making comments i'm like oh i can't wait to comment on that and and mm-hmm. that and Man, I don't remember what any of that was, but I oh, love I the no extended idea. cut. I mean, my I think I said that back in August. I couldn't give spoilers, but I mean, I agree. It's the only way to watch it, and it should have been in theaters that way, but I, I every bit, every bit of it, I love the Ellen and Ellie extension. That was great. I love the Ellie scene that they cut out. That was needed and great, and all my problems, I think I mentioned this before, all my problems that I had initially about 50 to 60% of them were solved with the extended cut because it explained like so many little things, like a couple lines here, a couple lines there. And it really opened it up a little bit. Like the Grant stuff and his opening scene just felt horribly short and horribly cut. And I was like, if they just gave a few more seconds and the people on the phone looked bored or something, and then there's the extended cut and there was like just a couple things that I needed initially to make it better. And it, it was already there. They just didn't put it in. So I definitely, definitely loved it so much more. Yeah, I think there was a lot of value to it. So I'm glad mm-hmm. we have it. We've had it for quite a while now. And like I said, it's the one that I I go to now. I, uh, I've i done like some deep dives back and forth, kind of watching scene by scene. Like I, I had a, a fun time doing that. I actually had like my TV on one of them and my phone was on the other one. And I was just going 
you know, shot by shot and just waiting to see where the differences were. And it's fun. <laughs> it is such a good version of the movie. Um, I'll be interested to see like where it lands on my, you know, top movies, I think of 2022, because we're, we're coming down to the end of the year here. I'm, I'm big on all movies. I, I love Jurassic, but I love all movies. I love cinema. So I like, you know, I like kind of ranking everything at the end of the year and seeing what, what comes out on top. I, I think Dominion is, is really far up there, if not on top, but uh, I, I just had so much fun with it. And I think the extended cut makes it even that much better. But, you know, even in terms of, of Jurassic movies, um, it's, it's up there as well. I mean, uh, the, out of six, it's pro I mean, it, it's probably middle is <laughs> somewhere in the middle. So that's pretty good. I think, you know, it sounds bad, but it's right there in the middle, I think. Cause there's, there's some great movies, I think in this six film saga now. Yeah, it is interesting to see how drastic people's lineup are, though. Like, I remember a while back, the the thing was to put on Twitter your your order, and everyone's was mm -hmm. so different. Like, there was not many that matched, which I like, because there's something for everybody then. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely... Um... There's definitely some some good and bad from all of these movies. Even the first one, guys. There are, there are definitely some things, but uh, but I just I love I love this this Jurassic World trilogy. I think at the end of it, um, you know, it certainly has its issues and and things that maybe could have been done differently. But I think uh, it was such a great culmination. But um, but I want to move over to the next part here. Uh, which was about Camp Cretaceous Hidden Adventure. Did you get a chance to watch that at all? Well, we're this far in the podcast and I'm already irrelevant. Um, no, <laughs> I have not seen Camp Cretaceous. I don't remember the last thing I saw. I think I only was halfway through a season the last time I watched it. Uh -huh. Josh hasn't had an interest either, honestly, because if, if he had an interest, we would have watched it. Or if I had an interest, we would have watched it. And neither of us has said, let's finish it. So, mm. okay. That's, no. that's interesting though. I, I, I um I I'm sure we've talked about it at some point, but just give me a, a summary rundown of why it's not connecting with you, or why did it not connect? Yeah. Okay. So I at the beginning I really liked how it was connected within the movie. That was very interesting. I liked to see how what was going on over here while this was happening there, and then it held me through a little bit. Second season, third, it was getting to me, or the point where it's like, okay, this is ridiculous. They should have been saved by now, or someone should have came or like it's getting a little drawn out and kind of ridiculous and then whenever they got off again my memory's foggy so whenever they got off the thing and they took that yacht and then they somehow had to turn around and go back I'm just like stop it like this is ridiculous at this point <laughs> like stop it so that's the last part I remember but I might have went a little bit further than that but at that yeah. point, I'm just oh, and the um, biome thing. When okay, like different... so that that answered it for um, me. I was I wasn't sure if you stopped like mid season three somewhere or you continued on to like season four. So the biome answered that. I think yeah. I'm midway through four because okay. of the biome stuff. I remember just being like, and the robot dogs or whatever. I'm just like, this is getting. Hey, don't don't talk bad outdated. about the Brads. Yeah, you know, those... that's what they're called. <laughs> The robot dogs, <laughs> um, getting a, doing that, and I'm just like, this isn't even Jurassic. These are this is weird. I, I didn't care for that stuff, so that kind of just threw us off the rails. I think. 
Yeah, I think that's totally understandable. I think uh, with the final two seasons, four and five, it's hard. I mean, it like you said, it's so different than what you're used to. It's It doesn't necessarily feel Jurassic all the time. Um, so it's hard to get a grasp on it and, and kind of, you know, like it like you do the stuff that's set on an island that you're used to. And um, it's hard. But I think if you were to go... You just forget about season four and five at this point. You can go right into Hidden Adventure and watch that without finishing the series. It doesn't matter um, because Hidden Adventure takes place, I think it's somewhere between season two and three. So you've technically already seen that period of time. You just need to fill in some gaps. Um, and while it's not something that... Uh, Maybe maybe the show overall is not up your alley, but I do think it's a, a fun little experience because it's only like 30 minutes long. You can extend it out to like an hour or so uh, because there's different routes to take in this choose your own adventure thing on Netflix. Um, and I had a good time with it. I think it, it you know, everybody's main uh, sentiment with this this show is that it's a return to form. So if you were into the first three seasons when they're on Nublar and stuff like that, this is this is a good thing. Like go back, go check it out because you're on the island again. You're in familiar places. There's some new stuff. There's like a roller coaster. There's all kinds of really fun additions to the island that I think uh, Hidden Adventure really excels. You know, in kind of showcasing some new stuff uh, while still being very Camp Cretaceous in nature. But um, I think you would enjoy it, and I think uh, I think kids would enjoy it. You know, I think you, you sit down with them; they they maybe get a kick out of it. But um, it's fun; it's definitely fun. So definitely, maybe give it a chance, even though you're you're far gone from Camp Cretaceous. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there was a mention of a bunch of different dinosaurs, Johnny. I don't I don't remember which ones you said at this point, but. Uh, eventually and then ended up being the tarbosaurus it's been well, you know well talked about at this point um you know i actually liked the way it looked i thought it looked pretty cool um it looked pretty mean and sinister it was uh, a fun dinosaur to watch and um i would love to see more of it i don't know if that'll ever happen but uh, it was cool it was a fun design and uh maybe not accurate but it's okay i think that's okay um but yeah, Hidden Adventure was great. But Johnny, thank you so much for uh, for calling in. Anytime you want to, we'll be here. So uh, uh, yeah, and thanks for all the um, the love of the podcast. But uh, let's move on to our next one here. This one is, uh, this was an email, I believe, from Jor. And it says, hello, I'm writing this because I want to thank you uh, for helping me to figure it out. How to look up Jurassic Park canon. When I first wrote you, I had a little problem to understand how JP Cannon works. What is Cannon? What is only viral marketing? But thanks to your advice, now I can finally <laughs> relax and enjoy this magnific magnificent series. So thank you. I'm also finally watched. Uh, I also finally watched Dominion and season five of Camp Cretaceous. I love the movie and how it made the world bigger and more realistic with some details, um, like the deadliest catch. Uh, versus the Mosasaurus scene. Uh, that's that's pretty funny. Uh, I also like that the the main movie scenes happened near my home. Interesting. Uh, in, in Camp Cretaceous, I loved how they connected all the movies from the Jurassic World trilogy and how they made references to the original trilogy, like the Visitor Center, Spino, two Rexes, and a Barbasol can. I enjoyed... Uh, 
the evolution of the characters and their relationships. I am happy with the ending. And I heard that Universal is planning a new animated TV series, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I hope so. Thank you again. Kindest regards to you all. Uh, thank you for, for writing in. And uh, yeah, I guess we got a little bit more of Camp Cretaceous here. So I'll just get that out of the way. But um, yeah, I, I also enjoyed the evolution of the characters and their relationships and the ending and all that. I did, I did hear, you know, there was a, a bit of a rumor going around that uh, maybe DreamWorks or whoever's planning another animated series. Um, I haven't really heard anything about it since, but if they did... I know I would be interested, but uh, you know we all get to see that trailer, right? To to um, maybe hook us. If Jen, if there was another animated series, are you are you bummed? Like if if they say if like tomorrow we get an announcement, new animated series, and there's not much information other than just like a poster and like a summary, is that something you would be interested in? Or are you just going to be like, ah, it's not really my bag. I don't really want to watch these animated Jurassic series. No, you know what? I think I would be into it. I mean, I I was into Camp Cretaceous till it kind of went weird. So, yeah, I like content. I like Jurassic content. I like official Jurassic content for sure. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'd give it a shot. I'd check out the trailer. I'd see what it is. And if I'm not into it, then I'm like, well, somebody is. So, good. (laughs) Make it. Go ahead. I'm not going to say don't make it if I don't like it. But I would definitely give it a chance. I'd like to see, yeah, what they come up with. I appreciate that outlook because there too many times these days I feel like um on Twitter or wherever everybody's really gatekeeping what Jurassic can be and uh what you know who it's for and and all that. So I appreciate when you know more people say that like hey somebody's probably enjoying this so let them. You know like let let somebody have fun with something that's certainly not for me. And that's yeah. okay, you know like I mean I don't got to pay for it and nothing so go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like who cares like what what uh what is it really causing you like any is it causing you issues are you being harmed by camp cretaceous in some way i mean camp cretaceous actively uh created these these robots that no one really likes and they named them brad and i still appreciate it <laughs> i still appreciate the show so you know that's that's what i mean it, you can you can uh you can like things and you can dislike things but like don't gatekeep it all for everybody it's like it's super annoying when you see that stuff online but uh but yeah i would i would be interested for sure um i don't even know to be honest like at this point we we talked about how like semi like disconnected we are from from certain aspects of of everything these days um and even i think johnny said it in in the last voicemail that like well there really hasn't been much to talk about there's not really a lot of jurassic going on um but uh i don't even know like what i want to see anymore i feel like i'm like getting to this like clean slate area where like i'm just like whatever i just want to see something i don't care what it is or i have no idea i have no hopes really at this point i'm like just make something that'd be cool they're never gonna redo and rewrite and remake and go back in time and fix everything of fallen kingdom and dominion for me they're not gonna do it so it's just i i, I just wish they went in a different direction with both of those so it's not where i wanted my the story to go and that can't be fixed and they're not gonna redo it or change it or alter it or even in a little animated and it's never never touching that again so what i would like to see is never gonna come come out yeah you know i i was thinking about something like that recently where you know at the end of the the day here we are at the end of uh 
a Jurassic trilogy. Star Wars wrapped up its trilogy. Um, what else? What else has happened? I mean, Avatar is just kicking off its new whatever, so there's that's never going to end. Uh, Marvel is always continuing, but it feels like there are several. Oh, Indiana Jones might be like coming to an mm, end. Who knows? So one, there, yeah. there's there's several things that like feel like they're they're coming to a close, and it's like, what happens when you get to the end and you don't like the things that you got? You know, like how does that? feel and is there a way to to fix that and and to to move on or to have new content help you know in a way i don't know it's, it's hard because whatever about. it does set in motion and it majorly set like that in motion it's not even just a subplot where fallen kingdom and dominion went like those are strong places like they're not coming back from that they're not changing that they're not altering that that is the story um so even if they do spinoffs or inspired buys or even comics there's a small bow into comics when that ended and they kept going with that and like if you do something like that it's still going to be based off of the story they did they read the they did the trilogy yeah everything's going to be based off of that so it's never there's no possibility for any kind of redo of the trilogy i'm and that, that's the sad part for me, I think, because or anyone who doesn't like exactly where it went or has any problems with it. Cause it's like there's no there's no rectifying it. There's no book that they can write um, that would change it. It would just build on it. And that's a, such a sad place to be when you're <laughs> locked in that corner and there's just no way to really change yeah. your, your bare bones. You know, I, I remember what made me think about it because... The Walking Dead just ended. Um, you know, that kicked off, uh, finished, I guess, kind of. Finished its, like, you know, 11, 12-year run, whatever it was. And uh, they had their final episode that aired. So, like, they finished that story, and that story's done. And, of course, there are, like, other shows. There's still, like, four more shows because they've spun off into, like, several other shows. So there's, like, three more to come, I think, and then, like, another one that's ongoing. But I, I was thinking about it the other day because I really don't love the direction that they took with some of the final seasons and um, how it really felt like the last season was like, oh, we realized we had to like cancel this show. So we had to start going a different direction and head to the end, you know, before we were ready. And I, I was like thinking about like, yeah, how do you like kind of resolve this story that like, you know, you don't really love how it got there and, and how do you sit up and, th and think about it? You know, especially when with the walking dead, there's like, there is a comic to go off of. So there is a resolution that you're kind of okay with and good with. Um, and then the, the TV show is like, nah, we're not going to do that stuff. You know, we're going to do different stuff. And it's like, Oh man, it was right there on the page for you. <sighs> and I know that's how us fans think a lot about movies and TV shows. It's like, man, we got it. I wrote it down right here. Like, this is such a great idea. Like, how come you didn't go that route? Um, so, I, yeah, I think at the end of the day, we kind of have to separate our our headcanon or our ideas from, um, from the content. And it, it's hard because th this is what we're here for, really. We're here to speculate and theorize and come up with all kinds of fun ideas. And then maybe at the end of the day, this is a bad idea. Maybe we shouldn't be doing this, but, but we're here. <laughs> uh for the community conversation but uh I, i'm we might be doing a disservice i think you know just the overall film podcasting community <laughs> <laughs> it's tough it's tough yeah because like i get what you're saying but 
even then, if you if if it changes, the if they do something so much that you don't enjoy it, it's it's not that you're overanalyzing or even making things that you're like, oh, I wish they would have done this. It's just a matter of that's just not my taste. Like that's just not something that interests me. And that's like where they're they they go into sometimes, like you said with The Walking Dead or anything like that that they um, write as true like trilogy or true story. And it's just like, well, that that's just not an interest to me. It's just not where I. It's not even that I don't like it. It's just not something that I would enjoy watching more of. And yeah. that's kind of where they went. And that's so disappointing. It's hard. It's, it's hard as a fan. That, because yeah. You you watch yeah. the movie again and you're like, ooh, that's the spot. That's where you should have taken a turn left mm-hmm. instead of right. You know, this. So you mm-hmm. think it like the entire time. It's really, really hard to let that go. Um, you know, the the conversation around Indiana Jones has been huge recently, obviously, because of the trailer and all the images for the new movie. And, um, of course, it brings back uh, Indiana Jones 4, uh, uh, The Crystal Skull, and everybody's like, well, like, that movie was terrible, and I hated that movie, and whatever. <laughs> and, I, you know, I in that camp, I was kind of like, uh, I didn't really love it the first time I saw it. I was a bit disappointed. I had my issues. Um, I still have those issues, but somehow I, w- I've, I was able to transform my, I think, my relationship with that movie, where... I just see those moments now as like a bad moment or not a great thing to to have in this movie, but I, I I'm able to really appreciate that movie as a whole for what it is, and I love it so much. I love the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I got no problem saying that anymore. Um, but like <laughs> I know a lot of people still have their issues with it, and I I you know I I can certainly see that. Yes, there are issues. Um, you know, every time it gets to that scene where it drops three times, and it's like what we. Three times it drops. What? What? What drops? This waterfall that we're about to go over, and it's the most absurd scene, you know, in the film. And I'm like, I, I hate this scene. It's so bad. It is so bad. If you had only just done maybe, hey, just say one time it drops, and just go over a waterfall one time, <laughs> just do something <laughs> different. But I, I'm, I can still get over that one terrible scene and look, look to the good stuff uh, somehow. But. Um, but that this is all besides the point because Jur, uh, the writer here, really liked the, the season of Camp Cretaceous and Dominion. Liked how everything wrapped up. But uh, according to Canon, because that was the first part in this email, was uh, figuring out how Canon works, and and you can finally relax and enjoy this magnificent magnificent series. I messed up that word both times. I went to go say it before and now. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I yeah I. Uh, I'm still not totally on that train of like understand. Like I'm glad I helped you understand it, but like I'm still on this train of like I really am just kind of perplexed as to what is happening with canon in this series sometimes, and I'm like I'm not stress free free or relaxed about it. But uh, it, it is what it is. Canon's a weird thing, especially when you have something like Camp Cretaceous. The, the that um hidden adventure episode which has multiple endings very different storylines for one story um so it's like what is canon when it comes to that and then of course like you have the theatrical cut of dominion but you also have an extended cut and there's differences in there so like what is canon anymore does it matter should it matter i don't think so i think i'm done with canon at this point <laughs> yeah i don't i don't think it should matter 
I think, like I said, you got your bare bones. I'm not even calling it cam. I'm calling it bare bones. You got your foundation in the trilogy. And then anything else after that is just like parts of the house. But the foundation, <laughs> you can't change that. It's going to be like, this case. is like the Winchester house. You know, it's just like, <laughs> just multiple rooms added on time after time. And just not not all the rooms look great. And it's just like, what is this place? You know? <sighs> yeah. But, too many uh, bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, thank you for the email. Let's move on to a voicemail here from Mike. Take it away, Mike. Hey guys, I, this is uh, Jurassic Mike. I, uh, I'll pause this real quick. I, I this is I think I did look, look it up because I wasn't sure if I played this one last time. I don't think I did, but if I did, here we go. Let's play it again. Talk about the uh, film score for a second. Um, I think overall, it probably is my least favorite, but there were a few in there that I definitely enjoyed, and I think my top one was uh, the one that's called A Statler State of Affairs. Uh, I think it just combined the uh, uh, new Jurassic with the old Jurassic uh, in the right way. And it, I believe it was during the speech that uh, uh, Alan Grant was given. And uh, that transition at the one-minute mark during the song I thought was uh, uh, pretty great. Uh, I just I just really enjoyed that one of, like, the 32 songs uh, overall uh, the most. And... Um, I think uh, another one that I liked was uh, You're Making Me Feel Woozy. Uh, that, that I enjoyed that one, too. But overall, I think uh, Sadler's State of Affairs was the best one on, on the album. Uh, that's what I personally think, at least. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just wanted to call and uh, mention that. Uh, uh, overall, I enjoyed it, uh, but I uh, I think it's not, it's one of the weaker albums um, of, the, of the six movies. And um, I'm hoping that... Uh, the extended version has a uh, longer uh, speech for Alan Grant um, that this song was, I believe, playing in the background for. So that's it. All right. Have a good one. Bye. There we go. Thank you, Mike. Um, those two tracks, definitely great. Do you have any thoughts, Jen, on the score itself? Um, did it stand out to you in any way, or do you think it's weaker like, uh, like, like Mike's saying? I don't think... I liked parts of it. I mean, parts of it are nice, but I don't think it's as memorable as the others because I'm not the biggest Fallen Kingdom fan. Everyone knows that, but I know the score. Like, I, the score stuck with me somehow, and obviously Jurassic World score is, is very well done. And I, this they stuck with me. But this one, when he was mentioning, I'm trying to even, like, just hum it in my head to really remember what they are. I vaguely do, but they don't they felt more generic and less um, storytelling because in the others, they give you a feeling and a feeling of storytelling. And these just felt generic, um, generic songs, like generic score, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with a generic score, but it, it wasn't, um, it didn't take me anywhere. It didn't like stay in my head at all. So uh, it's okay. It's, it's fine. Generic. Hmm which is probably not the best word that any composer wants to hear. <laughs> Sorry, but, Michael yeah. Giacchino. We, we, yeah, uh, I know, know you're listening. but he did so good yeah. other times, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we've been doing, me and, Mike, me and Caleb have been doing uh, the Dino Score episodes, and we've done two so far, taking a look at the Jurassic World Dominion uh, score. So, Mike, I don't know if you've, you've checked those out, but we've been diving straight into the score 
like Mike said, it's 32 tracks. There's so many tracks. Plus, there's other tracks outside of that that, like, you know, I'm watching the movie, kind of analyzing things and then listening to the score and going back and forth. And there's different things that are, like, not there, so it's very confusing. But um, but I think... I, I, I'm not really sure where the score stands for me overall. Um, I do think it is a great score, though. I think there's some really, really good stuff in there when you actually, like, sit down with it and analyze it. Um, I think it might be because it's a bit subtle in, in nature. You know, maybe that's why it's not standing out, um, you know, to a lot of people. Um, I, I really haven't heard many people talking about it overall like some of the other scores. Um, so I, th I don't think you're alone there, Jen or, and Mike, um, in thinking that, like, you know, it maybe isn't as good as some of the others. Um, but... I, yeah, I think really there's some really stuff, like some great stuff in there that I, I just absolutely love. Um, a lot of it is like very JP centric where they reference the JP theme a lot throughout there. Like, uh, you know, in that mm -hmm. Sattler State of Affairs, Alan for Granted, there's like three tracks in one. Um, so there's a lot of reference to Jurassic Park, which is great. I think that's awesome. Um and then there's just so much reference to everything else, too, whether it's Fallen Kingdom or Jurassic World. Um, there is a bit of, obviously, new stuff for Dominion and some really interesting stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, we, me and Caleb expand upon it just, like, a ton. So definitely check out that if you want to figure out why maybe it could be good. Um, but I, I really dig the Biosyn theme, too. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty great. I love it. But uh, here, actually, let me bring it up here because uh, let's see. This is Sattler's State of Affairs. I know he said somewhere around the minute mark. Where is that? Actually, let's go over here. Some really good stuff in here. Okay. Okay. I have one point to make. Okay. Sorry, I totally talked <laughs> over your whole thing. I'm still doing it. Just replay it for everybody. No, it's still playing underneath. It's good. It's fine. It's a little backing track. Oh, listen to that. It's like, it's amazing. I love it. I love it. But what were, what were you going to say? I'm so glad you played that because let me explain. There is something, there's, I, I okay, the one part that gets me Every single time I watched Dominion, how many I saw it so many times. You know, I saw it so many times, like eight, nine, something in the theater. And then we watched it at home. We watched Extended Cut. And after you watch something a million times, like you still feel things. Like it's just never like the first time you feel it or even the second time. Everything kind of dwindles down. No, there is one part that I get chills and goosebumps and full feels every single time. And it is the music. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, I can't say the word. <laughs> crescendo? Oh, it gets low and then gets louder. What's <laughs> crescendo. Crescendo. <laughs> crescendo. I'm trying to say it. That part, um, whenever they're... Um, okay, so Maisie, they just reunited Maisie with Owen and Claire in the in the dark and they're, they're talking to her and everything. And then the original trio comes around that Jeep and that music plays there every single time it kills me with amazing feels i don't know what it is i don't know if it's the music or the scene or the mix it probably is more the music the way that that crescendo hits and the way that happens 
every time I forget it's there and then I watch the movie and it happens and I'm like, oh my gosh, swept up in it. So that part of the score, like Oscar worthy. Yeah, I uh, I don't remember which track it is. Um, let me see if I ha- do I have the movie open. Um, There's some kind of swelling of magnificence that happens and it's just, oh my God, it gets me. I don't know if it's anyone else or it's just me, but I feel it in my bones. Every time, it doesn't fade. Oh man, it was way farther than I thought. It's my parents! Help! Is it around here? Yeah, because that's the Jurassic World part. And then it, yeah. See, there's the Jurassic World part. Remember you too. Oh. Oh my gosh. Every time. They help me escape. You okay? Yeah. It's that so good. Yeah. Part into that. Oh my gosh. Every time. We gotta go. You know what I, I found yeah, about this movie is that, and, and this score specifically, is there's things in the score that you didn't realize Michael Giacchino was doing back in Jurassic World and maybe even in Fallen Kingdom. You're, you didn't realize that he was like laying these foundations for these connections to Jurassic Park. Yes, you knew things sounded similar and you knew things were were of the same nature, but when you see them you know, put in the way that he arranged them in Dominion. You're like, whoa, now I get it. And now I see why things connect so well because mm-hmm. he transitions from one to the next. He's using these chords underneath everything that are just all so familiar and and just feeling of, of Jurassic Park and Jurassic World all at the same time. It's such a great blending of the two scores. And I, I really appreciate what he was able to do in connecting all those dots. It's actually very uh, Les Mis-like, and Les Mis is one of my favorite shows of all time because of that. They have themes for each character, you know, and then they they bring them together in different points. Anytime the two characters interact, because there's so many characters, but anytime they interact, their their themes like mix. And at some point, halfway through the show, you're like, you forget what themes belong where because it's like they've all belonged together anyway at some point, and they're just... They complement each other perfectly, exactly like that. And that's why that's like a work of art, in my opinion. And that's, I think, what you're explaining there. You're right. He took so many undertones and points and all these little pieces. And at this point, you're listening to that any track in Dominion. You're like, okay, what belongs where at this point? Because it all feels like it belongs together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it is kind of hard to pinpoint everything because he's using that JP theme so much and blending it with Jurassic World that they all sound like, you know, a big, massive, just, I don't know, just sounds like a massive score that you could kind of plug and play with things. Um, but yeah, I don't know. But um, when they walk around that Jeep, though, Brad, oh my gosh, I good. feel it. I feel good. it so much every time. <laughs> like, I, I want to cry. It's beautiful. Where's the, the one that I was thinking? Because there's this track, um, maybe in this. Let's see. No. Uh, maybe it's this. No, it's not there. Maybe it's here. 
Oh, now I've got like 14 tracks playing out at once. Uh, oh man, I don't remember where it is. Yeah, I think this is it. This is the part where Ian Malcolm's getting ready to get the truck. And he's with Ramsey. And this part gets me. Like that's one that gets me. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, there's a few moments like that with the Jurassic theme that like, man, it just gets me. Um, but yeah, thank you, Mike, for calling in about the score. If anybody wants to, definitely check out Dino Score. We've got two episodes. Uh, it was like tracks like one through six in the first episode, plus our overall thoughts. And then the second episode was like seven through 19, I think. And then the next one will be in January, actually. So uh, stay tuned for the finale, I think, to that series. But uh, but yeah, thank Dino you, Mike. Score. Dino Score is the cutest name for it, by the way. <laughs> Dino Score. It, it was right there in front of us, and we had to do it. You know, we had to be I cutesy it. about it. Uh, so yeah, it works. Plus, we can analyze all the scores at some point, you know? It's so cute. But uh, this next one is from Alex. And I, I, so I have two things here. I have a voicemail from Alex and I have an email from Alex. And I think they're the same Alex, I'm pretty sure, uh, because we did actually answer a question from Alex back in August. And it actually, it was from, it was kind of like, a, I think it was a voicemail back in August, but it was very similar to this email that I'm going to read. So I don't think we went through this email, but... Uh, we'll skip over the first question and cut straight into the second part. Um, but it says, hello, guys. My name is Alex, and I have some questions for you about Dominion. Uh, first off, you were disappointed that Blue didn't play a big role in Dominion because I thought that was very surprising. I was sad about it. Uh, and what did you think about it? We did answer that part back in August. Um, but I wanted to follow up on this next part here. It says, do you think that the extended cut will be on Apple TV at the same time? Uh, not Maybe not that part. Uh, it says, I thought the Dilophosaurus animatronic wasn't good at all. The Giga was okay, but they could have had CGI overlay to make them look really good. And I can't figure out how the Atrociraptors were created because Sayona Santos said that they were uh, created to kill anyone who locked a laser onto it. Uh, but who created them? Because I'm dying to know. P.S. Which Atrociraptor was your favorite? Sorry for all the questions. Stay Jurassic from Alex. Um, so yeah, there was a few things in there we can kind of just skip over. The first one we answered back in uh, August via voicemail, and um, the extended cuts already out, so we don't have to worry about that. But uh, how are your thoughts on the animatronics in Dominion? Do you think they look good? Um, same answer as always. I'm not big into any of that. I mean. If it looks like crap, it really doesn't bother me. I don't. I don't care. I mean, <laughs> I just care about the story. Because look, I I watched the Mummy Returns the other day, and we all know how bad that looks. And I don't care. It still doesn't bother me. I don't. I don't. They could use stick figures. I animatronics I, are great. I, CGI I looks great. Everything I looks great. <laughs> I love that Brendan Fraser was talking about that movie the other day and just being like, uh, you know, it doesn't look that good. But I wouldn't change it, you know, so I, I was appreciative of him, you know, kind of acknowledging that The Rock doesn't look that great in the end of that movie. But uh, it's all, you know, it's all good. It doesn't matter. Um, two of us in the world, it doesn't bother them. <laughs> <laughs> there are two uh, of us. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there was some CG overlay on on those things. They always do. I mean, you know, they yeah. made the... Um, 
the Apatosaurus back in Jurassic World, but like a lot of that was just painted over with C- CG. So, um, you know, that's just something standard that they do. So I'm sure they did a bit of that that you can't even just see at all. Um, but uh, the Atrociraptor stuff is what really... Uh, made me wondering because I want to know more about the Atrociraptors as well. I want to know more just like Alex. Like there's, I think there's plenty of stories to tell centered around, you know, Sano Santos and, you know, that underground market stuff. And I think there could be a lot of story to tell there. Um, Just figuring out like where, because I think they said the Atrociraptors were going, uh, I'm sure somebody somebody knows somebody's answering it right now i forget where they said um but they said oh, that they yeah. were going somewhere mm-hmm. and uh who like where were they going who made them what was the what was the idea there i don't really know um but uh i think there's definitely a story to tell there i would love to know what do you think about like where they came from or or anything about the atrociraptors yeah, I like that whole thing. I, I I like that whole sequence. And I guess they just touched upon is this just so throwaway because everyone's making stuff all over the place. So these are just something else they made. Um, but in theory, yeah, I would really like to know more about it. And obviously we know like the research and technology of it stems from everything we've seen so far. But yeah, we're, who is making all this stuff? Because there's because we know yeah we don't know about any of the other companies we just know like two right now really and um so yeah that's i I would like to know more that and then you were saying okay if you're interested in another series or another whatever i would like to know more about santos too and that whole thing i do like that that is interesting to me so i would watch something like that and where they're getting all their their other dinosaurs from that they're selling and everything yeah I like that it um it's that culmination of like uh everything that Jurassic World was trying to show us with training these raptors and and these are like you know the, the which she says like the thoroughbreds um and I just looked it said that they were going to Riyadh um so that's where they're going um but to who or for what reason who knows um but yeah I think I think um another series or anything would be great centered around cuz I think she was like arrested ish at the end of that scene. I don't, I don't really remember exactly, but um, there's no reason to say she didn't escape and is out on the run somewhere. And uh, you know, they need a team of people to track her down and track down, you know, maybe whoever wanted these atrociraptors or, you know, cause I think at this point in time, whoever wanted those atrociraptors would be really mad. They would be like, mm-hmm. where's my shipment? Why is it not here? And they'd want somebody to pay for it. And that's a whole story unto itself, you know, like that could literally be a full movie, uh, uh, you know, just these people cracking down on all the uh, the reasons why that the, the Atrociraptor deal went bad. And they're like, well, we got to get in on the CIA. We got to find Claire and, and Owen. We got to like you, there. You could tie in everything into this if you really, really wanted to. If they did want to bring back, back the uh the Jurassic World crew, you know, there, there's valid reasons to do that just based off of these Atrociraptors, I think. Wow. Okay. My, my Okay, let's invest in this because I'd like to see that, actually. I, gotta I stop didn't think up there was any real way to loop anything back in, but you just did it, so let's go. Yeah. I think, write write I think, it out. I think somebody would be mad, right? Like, I think whoever wants these Atrociraptors would be like, all right, whose fault is it? And then they're like, well, this red-haired lady... 
was over there. And then that guy who, you know, he talks like this and, you know, he sounds like he's a cowboy or something. And he's always wearing a vest. You know, that guy also was a problem. Um, he did it. And then that other guy, Barry, and uh, and then just rap in like, you know, there was I, I saw a guy on a computer. He looked like a. Um, Jake Johnson. Uh, there was there was somebody else that was like Franklin. I think his name. It said Franklin on the bottom of the screen. Uh, we could get all these people back. <laughs> just start it again. Just Jurassic World Four. Who cares? Uh, it's not the end of anything. It was news to Colin apparently, so it could be news to them. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think there's definitely a lot uh, a lot of room to grow there. And which one was my favorite? I think I would go with Ghost. Um, the 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 white one i think it just looked pretty cool i think it's the one okay, that I... fell out of the airplane but uh oops didn't know they had names oh didn't know no. <laughs> like anything i could never tell them apart i they all look the same so another why am i here moment yeah i, I think know. it was yeah. ghost tiger red and panthera and it's like after ghost like none i don't think any of the names really matter because like they are pretty similar looking that I don't necessarily think it matters all that much. Ghost is the only one that's that's strikingly different looking, I think. Um, different enough to be like, well, that one's obviously Ghost because it's white. The, all the other ones are like tan and, you know, with stripes and stuff or whatever. So Ghost is the evil looking one. But I don't, I don't remember which one fell out and which one did this or that. I, I don't remember anymore. It's been a while. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. If if seriously, if you don't know it, I don't think anybody. There's very few people in the universe that would know these things. <laughs> I'm looking right now. I'm watching the airplane take off. See what happens here. There's a tan one. Oh, that looks like ghost. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's that's ghost. It's just the whole scene is so tan that it's really hard <laughs> to tell. Let's go with let's go with ghost. Yeah, it looks like ghost to me. Um. But yeah, Ghost would be my favorite one. I think it's the only one. That's the only one that matters. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's continue with Alex here because we've got a voicemail. Hopefully this is the same Alex. If it's not, welcome to other Alex. Uh, where are, Where's the mailbag? All right, here it is. Take it away, Alex. Hey, Brian and Jared. It's Alex again. And I just wanted to say that I love the podcast. I really like the last episode of Dino School. Ooh. I currently watch it for the third time. And also, I have a good question. And that question is, do you think we're ever going to see Toro again? And, or, are we going to see Manticore again? All right. Thanks for... Oh. Thanks for listening, and bye. <laughs> bye, Alex. Uh, I thought it was over there. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so are we going to see Toro again? Camp uh, Camp Cretaceous, there was, you know, the um, Carnotaurus. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I forget. So the other day I had mentioned, I had mentioned that I don't remember anything about what happened with Toro, and I think it, it turns out that, like, wasn't Toro? Oh, you don't even know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why am I here? I think Toro, you know, essentially was the one that was, you know, the stalking them throughout season one, um, got burnt. And then season two, I think that's when Ben 
pushed it over a cliff or something like that. I don't know how, how it exactly happened. Um, let's see. Season three is mentioned. Season four, a nightmare. Uh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, it did come back in season five. Toro did come back. That's right. Um, but um, do I think we'll see it again? I, I don't think so. But I wouldn't be opposed to it. I don't think it's a bad idea. I just don't think we'll necessarily see, you know, a random dinosaur from Camp Cretaceous again, even though it was, you know, heavily featured in that series. Um, the only reason we would ever see it again is if we did see a return of Manicor, I guess. Because um, that's where it is. It's on that island. And uh, sorry, Jen, spoilers for uh, season five. But... Uh, but yeah, it's on that island, and um, I I don't think I I just don't think that we're gonna see a ton of connection from if there are films coming in the future. I don't think we're gonna see a lot of connection between Camp Cretaceous and the films. Uh, I I just don't think that the creators are wanting to link those two any further than they really have for some reason. Um, I don't know. I just don't think that they really care enough to kind of connect the dots. Um, no offense. I don't, no offense to Colin or whoever wants to, but like who even knows what's going to happen in, in the future? You know, is Colin going to be a part of it? Will there be another creator stepping in that is going to ignore things or will they take in what's already been created or will they want to like start from scratch and do their own thing? Um, I really don't know if, if we'll ever, ever see Toro or Manicor ever again. Um, I would love it. I think it would be great if we did return to that island and to get another glimpse at Manicor because there are specific ties to Manicor and Dodson. So I think that would be interesting to see if there was ever a continuation. I think I did talk about it in maybe uh, a, a live stream or something. Somebody had asked if we would see like Camp Cretaceous movies or or the characters crossover with movie characters or anything like that. And I think like if we were to do like a flashback kind of, or like a, a, a prequel to, to dominion, we could get like split that gap between fallen kingdom and dominion and throw something in there about how, how Biosyn obtained a lot of these dinosaurs, how they uh, use the, the chips that are in camp Cretaceous to kind of use them maybe in Jurassic world dominion. Um, so there's, there's gaps that you could kind of fill and I would love to go back to that Island and learn a bit more for, about Manicor and stuff. I think that'd be kind of interesting. And, uh, the only way you do that is if you get a backstory about Biosyn and Dodgson, you could even have him come back, bring back Campbell Scott, you know, into the fold in a prequel style film. I think that'd be pretty cool, but Jen, any thoughts on um, maybe getting more backstory from Biosyn or anything like that? Do you think that's a viable option for, for, I think for a new film? Everything is a viable option. Like I said, if if everyone, if anyone's going to enjoy it, please do. I don't care. Make make a million, make a million things about about Biosyn. I'm sure every, someone would like it. I'd, I'd give anything a shot. But yeah, I mean, everything has story. How much? There's tons more story on that to go. You only yeah. touch the surface of that kind of thing. I think so. Go I mean, for it. how many times have we talked about, you know, seeing stories about 
like kind of populating Jurassic World with dinosaurs and like what was that looking like? You know, did, how did they get the dinosaurs back in enclosures mm-hmm. and how did they set up that park? I think the same could be said for Biosyn as well and their their valley, you know, their Biosyn Valley or whatever. Um, you know, you could have a full film centered on Dodgson obtaining these dinosaurs from different places and using people like Soyano Santos uh, to bring in these dinosaurs or transfer the dinosaurs or even bring in Kayla and talk about when she got in the mix. Like, there's plenty to do without having mm-hmm. to bring in Owen and Claire in that storyline. Like, they would have nothing to do with it because they didn't get involved until 2022 or whatever year. Um, so I think you could definitely do a film in there. And there, there could be plenty of, like, tense stories, you know, whether you're capturing an island or capturing an island, capturing a dinosaur on an island, like Manicore Island, or you're breaking them free in in the, the Biosyn Valley or something like that. And I think there's plenty to tell um, in there. So well, fingers crossed, like, that could be an interesting way to go. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, Alex, thank you so much. Uh, let's move on to another one here. Uh, this is from Dennis, and this is a uh, submission on our website, and it says Jurassic Films and Extended Cuts. Uh, so the message is, with Jurassic World Dominion getting an extended cut, which of the other Jurassic films should get an extended cut, and what deleted scene would you put back in any Jurassic film? For me, I would choose The Lost World because of the large amount of deleted scenes and enjoy Tembo smacking that heckler in Kenya what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> Thank you, Dennis. Uh, so, Jen, do you... So, that's the problem, though, is, like, we don't really know a lot about the ex- any extended editions uh, or or deleted scenes, for that matter, really. You know, Steven Spielberg's very hush-hush about, you know, deleted scenes and other things. So, it's it's amazing that we even have something for The Lost World. Is there anything that you would like to see expanded upon if they were to ever release, you know, an extended cut of uh, any Jurassic film? I mean, like you said, we don't really know of much, but I'll take anything. I mean, I know just from what we see from, like, what, from photo books and trading cards, you get a glimpse of here or there, something that might have been filmed or something that might have been filmed not even fully or just laid out or something and then there's some scenes that probably exist somewhere or extensions and we know Jurassic Park has a lot of those so um yes I would love to see extensions of every movie I was actually hoping whenever they did the big release here with Dominion of the six movies they would have put out something from the original Jurassic Park with their extension with the extended scenes or even missing scenes because I we know they exist and what other opportunity do you have than when you're releasing your entire six-part um, like franchise, then putting that together because there's there's nothing new on those discs. Like they're all the same, the same things we've seen before. And why wouldn't you put just all the extended cuts of everything on something like that? Like that would have been the opportunity. And I, honestly, like years ago. Um, when all this, these movies were announced and everything, I'm like, oh, maybe when they put out the whole thing, they'll finally release the extensions of the other films. Like, I don't know if Jurassic World has much, but the earlier movies, I'm sure, have have something. And they didn't, and they didn't even mention it, and it's just another 
particular forgotten thing, but they have to, the bits have to exist somewhere. They can't just be like deleted or anything. So why? Why will they not release that? I don't know. But that's I would love to see that. I love to see Jurassic Park in its full, no cut, no edited uh, version. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I don't really know what would even be in any of these things, you know. Um, for the Lost World, I I really do like the extended scenes that are on like TNT or whatever. It's the only mm. movie we've <laughs> ever seen anything like this, you know, outside of Jurassic World Dominion. Um, but like, they don't necessarily make a ton of sense. Like uh, in the Lost World, they did make mention of like something along the lines of like disposing the um the, the i forget what they said so it, whatever they made they said they made reference to like basically getting rid of the dinosaurs on nublar and like that's the way that the book ends and everything and it's not necessarily the way that the film franchise has shown you know what's going on the island since 1993 so canonically it doesn't necessarily work but i think if you added in that Roland Tembo scene, that would be amazing. I would love to see him back in the film, like doing that for real. Cause anytime that's on, uh, you know, one of the networks, I'm like, Oh, this, I love this scene so much. It's so good. It's such a shame. That's not in the film because it does add some nice, like context to the character, to the, the scene. And I think it's pretty great. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I don't ever imagine we'll get any, extended cuts or i don't ever imagine that we'll get those scenes added back in to the lost world or anything like that so i think it's a blessing that we got them to begin with on television but uh that's that's i think all we'll ever get i don't think we'll ever get anything else um unfortunately but why like what reason you know how much they would sell they would sell so many copies of that in a heartbeat yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I definitely agree, but I just, I think Steven, Steven Spielberg really likes his content the way it is. That's the way his vision was, and, uh, you know, there's no sense in expanding upon that. I think, uh, you know, that's what that's the vision he wanted, so that's what he put out there. If he wanted more, he would have included it, but his all of his films are like that. You know, he doesn't really expand yeah, on them, so... That's his cut, yeah. Yeah. But you know what? You know what? I, I'm one of those people that I would pay so much money to sit and watch every single take that was ever filmed of these <laughs> of the movies, or anything that I like, oh, really. Yeah. But, like, every single take. I want to see every single B-roll, every single take, every single piece of anything that was filmed at all. Anytime that camera was on... <laughs> I want to see it. I don't care if it's 48 hours. Yeah. Of nothing. I want to see it. Yeah. To me, I would rather see that kind of stuff than stuff just randomly added into the film. Um, because at this point in time, especially like with the original films, it's like, like I would, I would feel so disconnected from any extended cut of those films because I've had these films for like 30 years you know like jurassic park has been around for 30 years um even with dominion it was like it was hard to get used to and i still think i don't necessarily enjoy the fact that the prologue is just in the beginning of the movie because to me i'm just like that's just the prologue like i don't need that mm -hmm. in the movie for me i don't know if i would like i think at this point in time i would rather just watch the actual version than 
some extended version with scenes that I'm I have no emotional connection to that I haven't been with for 30 or 25 or you know however 20 years um so maybe that that's where I would stand but I, what I was saying was like I I really appreciate seeing the stuff that you were kind of talking about is extended behind the scenes like that's really what I want I don't want like the film to be extended necessarily I want to see better behind the scenes cuts better documentaries um, I want to see all those individual sequences where like you get to see them performing several takes, you get to see how it maybe it could have been or whatever. Like, I think that's the interesting stuff to me. So I always loved that back in the nineties when we got like a separate VHS that came with the you know VHS or you bought it separately or whatever. And it had extra features on there, like full documentary, full sequences, not just a clip show of things that you already have seen which is what DVDs these days do. It's really disappointing when you don't actually get like great behind the scenes. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion, I think, did it pretty good. Not as good as the 90s, but um, it was pretty decent with, with the uh, behind the scenes and stuff that they did offer. Yeah, I mean, see, here's here's the sad part, like the really sad part. We actually, I have not, this is so bad, I have not seen the behind the scenes for Dominion yet because... I wanted to rip it, to put it on my laptop, to put it on my website, and to screen cap it for my gallery. My laptop, it, it like, it plays Blu-ray, but I it can't get it to rip it, and it's just this whole thing, and I'm like, well, I was waiting till I can screen cap it, and then this whole thing, it's, time just got away from me, and I'm just like, I still haven't seen it, so I can't speak to how good that was, and I know it's on YouTube, like, you can watch, like, but I want to watch, like, a good quality one. Yeah. Um, I don't want to watch it like that. And I don't want to cap anything crappy like that either. So I'm, I'm just kind of waiting to figure out how to get this on my laptop. But And I could put it on the TV. But, oh, my gosh. I have to stand up and, like, oh, get the Blu-ray out. It's too much. <laughs> but I, I do I do want to watch it. And I want to watch it in, a like, a good quality way. So I can't speak to how that was done. But from what we've seen, uh, always, behind-the-scenes features just always seem less lackluster. And I mean, you could probably bring all it the- up. On like some of the one of the streaming platforms, you I, know, like I think they're on there. Are they? Which one? I've I've tried um, to find it. I don't know. I mean, sometimes they are hard, like trying to find where they embed them. But like, I know with like sometimes with Apple stuff, if if you play it, like you have to like actually play the movie and then you can see them. Um, other ones, it's like yeah, it's hard. They actually like show up down below. I I think I don't know. I I use so many different services to actually watch content that I've purchased. I I've used just Apple TV to to you know the app on my TV or Prime or I just downloaded the actual like Movies Anywhere um app on my TV the, the other day. So uh I would just check those and just see if they actually have the special features because I know some of them will. Um, and then you can actually just watch it right there on the TV without having to give, get up, but, or you could just keep okay. it preloaded in your, in your disc the whole time, you know, keep it in there at all times. <laughs> I was, yeah, I know. I was actually hoping it would pop up on Xfinity somehow or on, on Peacock or something. Cause I can connect that mm. like, directly to my laptop just by logging in. Cause yeah. I, and then I could, cause I really just want to cap it for the website as well. And that's just, how do I get it to my laptop is the question. But, um, Anyway, Tangent City, um, the, with how much they film and how many takes they do, 
we all know there is so much stuff that they have not put on any kind of behind the scenes. And they probably were like, who would want to watch this? This is so boring. But um, we would. <laughs> we would love to. We would. We would love to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, thank you to Dennis for that. Uh, we've got two voicemails here from Avi. And uh, let's take a listen. Uh, did I download both of these? Yeah, I think I did. Um, all right. Here's the first one. Um, hi, Brad. Um, my name hey. is Avi. I'm a huge fan of the podcast, and I love your work. <laughs> um, everything you do from the Jurassic community. <laughs> Me, sorry, I just am really excited to be on the podcast. <laughs> anyway, I'm 10 years old. I live here in San Paolo, California. It's a nice little town. Anyway, um, what I wanted to ask you is, what did you think when you saw after you saw the first Jurassic Park movie, what did you think of it after you saw it? And did you see all the Jurassic Park movies in the theater? Well, anyway, thanks, Brad. Um, thank you for everything you do, and um, bye. Wow, there we go, Avi. Thank you so much. Uh, that was the first voicemail. Figure we'll dive into this one real quick. Um. What a, what a, what did I what did we think after watching Jurassic Park for the first time? I mean, that's hmm. a heavy question. I I honestly gotta say it's very disappointing. But like, I don't remember seeing it for the first time. I don't really remember my first experience watching the movie. Um, I know a lot of people do, but I I am old and I don't remember at this point. <laughs> um, but I I just remember back in '93. I do remember. 1993 and the excitement surrounding the movie and I do remember like just being obsessed with the toys and stuff and and what it felt like to open up all those toys on Christmas 1993 and just having the red rex and having the triceratops I have the video and I've watched it several times in recent years and I'm like wow that was an excellent Christmas it's like opening up all of these excellent toys uh, so that to me was the excitement of it all. And I don't necessarily remember how I felt about the movie, but obviously it made a very big impact on me. I think that's fair to say. Um, but yeah, I really wish I had a better answer for what I felt at the very start of it all. You know, I, I have two questions then to ask you about that. Um, oh, he also asked one of them was, he also asked, did you see it in theaters? Oh yeah. Yeah. I've seen them all. I've seen all of them in theaters. Um, and I don't remember the lost world seeing that in theaters and unfortunately the first one i remember is jurassic park 3 um seeing that in theaters but i I definitely have seen all of them uh a bunch of times in theaters so my my other question then that that you actually brought to my mind there uh since you don't remember jurassic park exactly the experience in the theater and, and what you felt after and you talked about the hype of um, the toys and the advertisements and everything, and it's just being everywhere. Do you think the hype pulled you in as well? Like if if it was just the movie, you went to see the movie, and there was like not many toys or anything after it, and no hype, do you think it would have had as much impact as if you weren't getting like the the Red Rex for Christmas and like all the big the hype? Like, do you think the how big an impact the hype had to you having a long lasting yeah. relationship? 
I think uh, that's a very interesting question and one that we need to kind of also take a look at with Dominion. Um, but uh, for me, yes, absolutely the hype is the thing that really kept me alive with this franchise um, and kept me in contact with it for so long because if it weren't for uh, the toys, if it weren't for all of the merchandise and the commercials and the tie-ins, whether it's McDonald's or Burger King or whatever it is, like if it weren't for all that, like I don't know that I would be the fan that I am today. Like the movie was awesome and the book I was I was too young for at the time, but I do remember my mom like telling me about it back in, in ninety one, two, three, somewhere in that range, whenever she was reading it. Um uh again, I'm old. But uh I I just I think the hype is definitely the thing that sold it for me because I'd, if, if I didn't have those toys to play with for years in between the movies, um, I don't know that I would have that special connection. Um, is that something that helped you along the, uh, the way? Um, so I just want to say that was just really interesting the way you worded that because you were like, I don't remember the movie, but I remember all this other stuff that followed it. And I'm like, maybe it wasn't the movie so much that impacted you. It was the whole package. But um, for me... For me, it was a totally backwards experience. I was only three when Jurassic came out. So I was too young to see it in theaters. I did not see it in theaters. But my older cousins obviously were all into it. And when every time I went over to my grandma's house, all the Jurassic toys were there because that's what they played with over her house. So it, I, to me, it wasn't a Jurassic thing. They were just dinosaurs. So I played with the toys there. And then my dad always liked Jurassic. And so he encouraged me to play with the dinosaurs he never really showed me the movie too much but he always encouraged the dinosaur play and then um he fixed computers and always brought dinosaur games from work like home so at dinosaur safari from that game from like 95 or whatever or 93 94 whatever that was that was like huge for me that's how i learned all my dinosaur names and i just it's like pokemon snap but like back in the day and i just dated myself twice because what 10 year old knows pokemon snap anyway um that like <laughs> was huge that was that was um the dinosaur games the dinosaur books and everything like that built my interest way before Jurassic Park really was there. But I knew it existed because it was on TV or it was around. So in my head, I just thought Jurassic Park was just an extension of just dinosaurs in general. I didn't realize it was a franchise. I didn't realize it was a popular movie. I didn't realize people really liked it. Um, same with like, it was the same thing with Land Before Time, the We're Back movie. Just any dinosaur film that existed back then was all equal playing field for me. It was just an extension of the dinosaur toys, dinosaur games. It was just an, an extension of the dinosaur world. I didn't, it, it was backwards because for you, you saw the movie and then played with toys. I kind of played with the toys and then realized there was a movie <laughs> attached. Mm -hmm. So, but I did eventually, I, like you, I don't remember the time I saw it from start to finish. I just know I saw the whole movie in a lot of parts, a lot of times out of order, in order, here and there. And by the time I saw it start to finish, I've seen the whole thing so many different times in so many different ways. So I don't have a memory of seeing it um, fully, like sitting down and watching it for the first time. So I, I never experienced it. I just saw it as a mixed match. And then um, that's how I experienced it for a very long time. Um, but And then 
Jurassic Park 3 was actually the first one I saw in theaters. I did not see Lost World in theaters either. I don't know why my, I guess my dad didn't think I, I could have sat through it. I don't know. I would have been seven. I don't know. But yeah, I yeah. did not see that in theaters. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I'm thinking about it while you were saying that too, that like you were, you were three at that time. And I'm thinking about my son uh, who I showed it to him back when it was, he was like two or three, two and a half, three years old, somewhere in that range. And like, he doesn't remember watching that at all. And that was the last time we watched it. Um, and he's five now. And uh, I, I know that there is a huge impact on him uh, or, you know, from these films, the entire franchise. Uh, but that impact comes from all the other things, right? It comes from, the Lego Jurassic World game that has all those movies in there. He plays that a lot. He likes that. Um, all the toys that we have. We have an endless amount of dinosaur toys in this house. And he knows them. He knows these characters. He knows them all so well. Um, so, yeah, I think, like, honestly, I think it's the other stuff sometimes that really can make you a huge fan for life. Um, hopefully that does it for him. I don't know. I'm gonna let him figure that out. But, um, but I think like stuff like that is really excellent. Even Camp Cretaceous, he loves Camp Cretaceous, but he actually, you know, he's actually watched them a bunch. Um, he hasn't seen all the Jurassic World movies. So he, like the attachment isn't necessarily there for that yet. Um, so that's really interesting. Uh, the, even the other day I, I found it very odd, but my, my daughter, who's only two and a half, uh, the other day I was driving her to school and, you know, the Jurassic Park theme came on and it was like, do, 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 do. And she's like, daddy, dinosaurs, dinosaurs. And I'm like, what? How do you know this? How did you figure this out? And it's like, she, somehow it's impacted her. I don't, I don't know how she's never seen the movie, um, but she gets it like without even seeing the movie um so yeah it's weird i think uh n the movie doesn't necessarily need to be the thing that impacts you um but yeah for me yeah the definitely the score if you want to talk about thing other things that impacted me the score was mm -hmm. probably the biggest thing uh outside of the toys that that impacted me and kept me around i played that thing non-stop forever um i know like every single note of that thing i can vocalize it sing it out loud every single part um but yeah it's it's weird what actually impacts you and 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 how you don't remember some aspects of it all yeah yeah it was 100 percent those dinosaur games all those games because i guess and i didn't realize it then but those games probably existed they probably came out like 94, 95. So three years old, yeah. you can't really play a computer. You're too young. You kind <laughs> of have an idea, you know, of books yeah. and stuff, but you don't know. But uh, probably back then is when it started to come at me at 94, 95. And all those games and dinosaur craze that existed when I became of age to play with them was probably caused riding the coattails of Jurassic. Um, so that's not a coincidence that that was all around me. Um, regardless, I didn't really yeah. think that through. Yeah, it's wild. And, uh, you know, you just you bringing that topic up, though, did make me think about Dominion and how we've consistently talked about over time now that, like, it really feels like they kind of forgot about the movie and they just, like, it came in and out of theaters, did its thing. And I do think that the, the toys 
are obviously doing great. I mean, they're constantly stocked, and people are always buying these toys. Um, there are tons of video games, or not tons. There's tons of updates to the the one video game, I guess. Um, and but there also are other, you know, phone apps and different things. So um, there are things that are keeping people's interest at this point, and Camp Cretaceous. So. You know, whether people are into the films or not, I don't know. It's interesting to think if Universal is doing that same thing that Jurassic Park did back in the 90s. Do you, I don't know. Do you think they're doing enough to retain these days? I think so. What a good question, though, because it did, didn't it? It, it really retained. Look, we're 30-some years long. Is it really that long? Wow. Um, mm. Here that we're still talking about it and honestly we were still talking about it years before Jurassic World years before 2015 like that big gap in between Jurassic Park 3 and 2015 um people were still talking about it. they were still like enthralled with it so they did something right back in 93 to keep you going all the way until 2015 um and then we got a boost here obviously but I don't know I don't know if this generation um seeing dominion and seeing where we are right now in this trilogy if that's enough to carry it through another 30 years like Jurassic park did i mean it's so easy to lose interest six months after something six months after a film or a year after a film but the time between Jurassic park 3 and Jurassic world it people didn't lose interest it's just so interesting yeah so i don't know you'll really have to wait 30 years or even 15 <laughs> Um, after uh, now to see where this generation is, if they're still, cause Josh, like he used to do, me- he used to look at the Jurassic message boards like every day between, um, Jurassic Park three and Jurassic world back yeah. when message boards were a thing and nobody was talking about them. I mean, a lot of people were, but the general public was not talking about Jurassic that much, but there still were fans and people talking about it. So you think there's going to be that much attention, um, kept on it for that long that in between could be a generational thing too because back then we had i feel like we had more patience and now people like oh what's the next shiny thing after like a year yeah i don't know There's a lot more distractions for sure yeah well that had nothing to do with avi's question probably uh we are right on track (laughs) let's uh listen to the next one here also from avi take it away Hi, Brad. Hi, Jen. Um, my name is Avi. I'm 10 years old, and um, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I really appreciate everything, like, you talk about or something. I don't know. I like to listen to it. It's fun. And anyway, um, one of my favorite episodes is, like, called, What Are Your Thoughts? on Jurassic World Alive. I really liked that episode, but after that, we never talked, you know, you never talked about Jurassic World Alive again. In the future, will you ever talk about Jurassic World Alive or something like that? Because personally, I really like it and it's fun. I'm currently on level 11 and stuff like that. Anyway, I also have Another question. Have, since the last, oh, since the last mailbag, have you watched the extended cut? I have watched the extended cut. It has 
14 minutes of awesome cuts, awesome new footage and stuff like that. So it's a huge recommendation. Anyway, bye, Brad. Bye, Jim. And um, a graphic, I guess. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Bye. <laughs> Thank you again, Avi. Um, so, yeah, I apologies, I guess, on not really covering uh jurassic world alive all that much you know i i do think about that every now and then that like there is this game out there that we don't really talk about all that much and i am constantly seeing updates and things and and posts from you know the team at jurassic world alive all the time um where you know it's always really surprising and i think that they're doing some really interesting things over there um but yeah, it just for some reason I just uh sorry, yeah, I don't really uh cover it all that much. But I do I do have the app on my phone. Um and my son does play it quite a bit. He actually does play it a bit. Um whenever he does get a chance to grab my phone, he is opening that app and he's trying to to get the dinosaurs and whatnot. Um but I played it for quite a while. Um and yeah, like kind of all uh, game apps, I kind of lose interest in in the apps for some reason. I don't know if you have that same feeling, but like I'll find an app that I really dig, like a game or something like that on my phone that I'll play f like hardcore for a long time. And then out of nowhere, I'll just like completely stop and forget about it. And I don't know why, but that just happens to me a lot. Maybe because there's so many distractions, so many other things to look at um that i think maybe that i just get sidetracked and then then i feel out of the loop and uh yeah at this point i'm not sure how personally to even dive back into it even though my son's been playing it quite a bit i'm not really even sure how to get back into it but i think it would be interesting maybe to uh to get a you know a crew of people on to talk about what we feel about the game now you know several years later because what when when was that episode um that episode, let's see, was back in 2018. Uh, apparently came out on my birthday. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that was a long time ago. I think we did have to edit that episode down a little bit after the fact. But, um, but yeah, uh, it's been a while. We should probably get back to it. Have you ever played well, that one? I didn't. I've been Googling it now. I didn't know it existed because, let me tell you, I loved and played, like, that Jurassic Park builder uh -huh. game. Did you do you have that? Did you I did. Play that? I played that for a bit. I played the, that one and the Jurassic World one. I think I played even more. Okay. I tried the Jurassic World one and I, I got into it because it's the same idea, right? But and I love that kind of thing. I'm I get I, it's too much. Every single day. Every day I was on there like checking, feeding my dinosaurs and clicking them. And I loved get finding new ones, getting in new levels. I was so into that Jurassic Park builder. I enjoyed the Jurassic World one. I played it, but I loved my park was amazing in that Jurassic Park builder. And I played it religiously for, for years. And then they go and get rid of it. And all of my like addiction, cold turkey had to stop and I wasn't ready. And I lost my whole park, you know, and I was just really sad. So 
I just didn't have it in me to look at any new app games because I just was so into it and I played it all the time and like they totally sold me on this and at certain points I was actually buying things in it which is not good but I just couldn't wait like 24 hours the next thing and everything (laughs) but I was Mm -hmm. like I was so into it and then it crushed me and so I just don't want to be crushed again so I just haven't looked at anything else. Yeah, I think it is a, a struggle when you do have games that um, are free to play, but then there's always some sort of, you know, thing that you maybe think about buying at some point and throwing some money at. Um, but I do like the game. I actually like it a lot. So maybe you should check it out at some point just to waste some time. Um, I don't know if you ever played Pokemon Go, but it's kind of similar to that mm-hmm. in nature. Um, but uh, it does... I think at some point it felt very busy to me. Like, I'm not really sure even what, like there's so much on the screen and so much to keep track of that. I, like I felt maybe kind of overwhelmed by it. Um, so I would definitely be interested in taking another look and seeing where it is. I think that's a, that's a valid episode to do at some point is like, you know, however many years later, let's take a look at Jurassic world live um, and see what it's doing. Because I think it's great that it's still going to be honest, because we did have that uh, Primal Ops game that came out in May and then stopped by like October or September. Or something. I think it was actually Halloween was the last day. So it's wild that like a Jurassic World app was out this past year for only a few months and then it disappeared. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, it's good that they're still going along with it. But I, I do see their images and stuff. I'm like, man, they really create some sharp uh concept art and things for, like for these dinosaurs in this game it really looks great um maybe one day i'll get back into it but uh i appreciate you uh at least avi like taking a look and you know checking us and and saying hey you guys haven't talked about this in a while you, you really need to you really need to and uh, thank you again for all the kind words and stuff uh, really really appreciate that um and thank you for listening i love it but uh, we've got a few more things here. We'll try to get through them real quick. Uh, this one is an email. No, this is from our website, from Ethan. And it says, hello, Brad and Jen. It's Ethan, longtime listener. At the time I write this, I am 12. But by the time you read this, it's probably uh, my birthday probably already happened, and I'm going to be 13. I have some things to talk about regarding Jurassic World Dominion. While the film is my favorite in the whole franchise, um, I still have a few things I wished could have been in the film. Here they are. First, I think the director could have done more with the Atrociraptors. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then, then I wish Isla Sorna was part of the film. I mean, Bios in headquarters should have been Isla Sorna. I wish that Zack and Gray had a role, if not a role, a cameo. I wish Rain Delacorte had a bigger role. I mean, he was hyped up in all the Lego Jurassic World sets, and yet he dies like 22 minutes into the film. Those are just some things I wanted to say. Your fellow Jurassic fan, Ethan. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Ethan. And uh, great points. Great uh, observations, I think, for Jurassic World Dominion. We kind of talked about the Atrociraptors before, right? I mean, that was, you know, on the on the head there. That was perfect. So I definitely think there should be more done with the Atrociraptors. Uh, we, yeah, we talked about that. So what do you think about Biosyn? Do you think, Jen, that Biosyn should have been, or I'm sorry, Isla Sorna should have been uh, the, the headquarters for Biosyn? Yeah, I mean, I, I, that should have been pulled in somehow, some way, and I'm surprised it wasn't. And I know everyone kind of always wanted to go 
have that in there and it, it would have been it wouldn't have really changed much but it would have been nice to have that in there yeah yeah i mean it look i think it was right like it was in those flashbacks maybe was that supposed to be sorna i forget um and they mentioned mm. it um but like yeah it's still wild to me that we never had like a big moment on sorna like that doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense to me um but as far as the Biosyn headquarters, I don't know. I'm fine, actually, with, with where they were. I think it was pretty cool. Um, spreading it out around the world and, uh, you know, essentially, which we've brought up many times on the show, is that the fact that, like, the Biosyn headquarters was essentially its own island, just in the middle of, surround, or just surrounded by mountains and stuff. But, like, essentially, it's no different than having all these dinosaurs on an island. Um, but, yeah. Uh, do I, do you wish Zach and Gray were in this movie? No, I don't know what they would have <laughs> had any reason of being in the movie at all. <laughs> yeah, they would have basically been like uh, Lex and Tim in in the Lost World. How they they were in it for one minute, and that was it. Like I could see something like that, um, but not. I really mean, a if role. this movie really wanted to have them in it they would have had to play up Claire's storyline a whole lot better than what they did. So you can blame the entire trajectory from Jurassic World up to up to Dominion of why that they're yeah. not there. It's all because they didn't do Claire's storyline good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Rain Delacorte, like, I definitely thought he would have a bigger role, but um, I'm kind of okay with it. The movie had so much going for it already that, like, it's fine that he was only really in a portion of the film. I think it, I feel like it was a big enough role to be honest, because he was in like half the movie kind of like scenes scattered throughout half the movie. Um, so I'm okay actually with the amount of time he had. I mean, he's like a Santos. He, he had his part, his moment in time of what he had to do and came in and came out and did his thing. Yeah. Yeah, and especially the extended cut, like you get a lot more substance, I think, from that character. You know, you have that awesome interaction uh, by the riverbed down there where they actually take control of the Parasaurolophus. Um, they already got a great fight sequence um, that's like pretty long. Um, and there's just a lot of back and forth in theirs too. So I'm pretty happy with the the character overall, um, but uh, I do think those are some good points uh, that you brought up there, Ethan. So, uh, if you have any more points, I know that you said this is like your favorite film in the franchise, but uh, also happy birthday, by the way. I, I know it probably happened maybe a while ago at this point, <laughs> but uh, but happy birthday. This one came in. It looks like in in October. So um, so yeah, you probably already have you know had your birthday, but uh, appreciate the message anyway. But that does bring us to our final one. Actually, wait. Also from Ethan. I'm <laughs> just noticing here. Uh, this one says, uh, Hi, Brad and Jen. Another mailbag submission. I was laying in my bed and I, this Jurassic thought hit my head. Jurassic World needs a Christmas episode. And since Camp Cretaceous cr- kids were on, uh, were I think on Isla Nublar for three years, uh, I think that Universal and DreamWorks should make an episode that takes place around the same time the kids are on Nublar. I think you get my point. What do you think of that idea? There we go, Ethan. Thank you uh, for a second one there. Uh, I didn't even realize that when I, you know, copied and pasted them into my notes. But um, a Christmas episode would be fantastic and i think any kind of christmas content we just got the 
Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which I thought was excellent. Um, and that's on Disney Plus. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's awesome. It's fun. Um, but I think Jurassic really would benefit from diving into stuff like that. And uh, I don't know if it necessarily would have to be Camp Cretaceous or whatever, but anything would be pretty cool. And I don't, I would have to say that the kids were not on the island for three years, though. That's the only discrepancy there. They were on the island for like six months before, six or six months or so before they ended up going to a different island. Um, I know the timeline's kind of confusing because Fallen Kingdom takes place three years later, but what they didn't tell you was that the prologue in Fallen Kingdom, the, the beginning portion is only six months later. And then once you get that cut in the news break, that's three years later. Um, so were they there during Christmas though? I no, because it was, a well, maybe, I don't know. That's a good question. And also very odd. So I, I've been having this debate a lot recently in my own head and maybe out loud somewhere on Twitter. I don't know. But Jen, let's talk about this because, you know, Colin has consistently said that, or maybe once, I don't know how many times, but he said that Jurassic World is a week after Christmas movie. Um, yeah. Is that the vibe you get from this movie? I have to be reminded of that every time I watch the movie. Um, but I was just thinking that, that, yeah, I mean, technically we got our Christmas special in the beginning of the movie, but, um, I, I love all things Christmas specials. I think they are ridiculous in the best way. Um, so I'm all for that because I was just thinking about the Doctor Who special they did a while back, that Christmas one they put in theaters. I'm just like, yeah, like they're, they're crazy. They're, they're ridiculous and they're mm -hmm. absurd. And I'm all for all of those things with Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. Uh, I think it would be great. And I just don't know like what they could do otherwise outside of Camp Cretaceous, but. Oh, I have no idea. You know, I don't know what they would do. I'd, Bring yeah. them all in. I want like Ian Malcolm dressed as Santa. Let's let's do this. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if there was like anything in the Lego series that that came out. There there could have been, but um, I think probably animation is the way to go for something like this. It could be cool to see like like a Christmas celebration on Isla Nublar, like during Operation, you know, where uh, where Jurassic World was actually in operation. I think that could be pretty cool. Um, but, uh, um, yeah. yeah, it would be because like Jurassic world, that the whole week after Christmas thing is weird because by the time Jurassic world takes place, the kids from camp Cretaceous would have maybe been there for a few days already because they, they were there during the breakout of the Indominus, but they were already there for several days. So like, did think of how irresponsible this is like Jurassic World's like hey we're going to have this uh competition for you to win a trip out to Isla Nublar come on out here but the the, the catch is you're going to have to leave your families for Christmas <laughs> you cannot <sighs> spend Christmas with your families you have to come here by yourselves kids um so they get all these kids out there to the island and they celebrate Christmas on their own um, and again, like Camp Cretaceous never alludes to it being Christmas time. Obviously there's no decorations in the park. Um, so to me, just 
having a Christmas song in the movie makes zero sense because there's no other like the why is there no Christmas song in Jurassic World Dominion? There's snow in the movie. Why did they not put a Christmas song there? Because that's the only reason that there's a Christmas song in the first movie, right? Otherwise, I have no is idea that, why it's there. Is that the only reason? I always thought that's the reason that they're um, they're able to go because that's their Christmas break. I mean, maybe so that's a time. maybe that's a good explanation. Is that yeah, the kids have off from school, I guess. But and why not? Going why not summer? Kind of thing. Like why? Why even put snow in there? Um, other than the payoff, I guess. Which like they didn't necessarily even do. I definitely thought there would be a better payoff for the snow in the beginning of Jurassic World. You know, we get that foot stomping in the snow. Um, I thought there would be like a, a, com- a comparable shot or scene in Jurassic World Dominion. Obviously, we get a lot of snow and a lot of dinosaurs in snow, but I just thought there would be like a better one for one uh, to that situation. Um, so really, I think the only reason could be those two things that we pointed out. The fact that there's snow and maybe Christmas break, I guess. Um, that makes sense. Which neither neither were really necessary. No, they didn't the have purpose. to happen. Yeah, they didn't uh-uh. have to happen. Like, they could have just had the Gray's household. Uh, no, not the Gray's household. What's her last name? Uh, uh, I don't know. Can't think of it. Mitchell. Mitchell. There it is. Yeah, the Mitchell household. Uh like they could have just had it nice, like springtime or summertime and been like, Hey, this is like Easter break or Hey, this is uh just summer, just summer, yeah, <laughs> just summer because the, the rest of the movie is summertime essentially, you know, in like off the shores of Costa Rica, it's very hot, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I would love to see a, a nice Christmas special with these characters. It would be fun. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only reason that it was even Christmas at all was to pull in the family thing again, because that's like when you go see family, you're kind of obligated, maybe. Yeah, I, I guess. Know. It's all such a stretch. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the episode. So thank you so much for listening to all this, and thank you to everybody out there for uh, submitting questions and thoughts to the Jurassic Mailbag. Um, if you want to do it again, just give us a call. Leave us a voicemail, 732-825-7763. I'll repeat that again in the outro of the show. You'll hear it. You can also record a voicemail on your phone. Just pick up your phone, hit that voice memo app, record something, and then email it over to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com, and uh, we'll play it on the show here. Or you could just hit up our website, hit up the uh, contact form, Write us a message in there, and we'll play it as well. But, uh, but yeah, thank you to everybody for doing that, and thank you to you, Jen, for joining me once again here, the final mailbag for 2022. Well, thanks for having me on the final mailbag of 2022. It's been good. It's been good. So where can anybody find you online if they want to uh, get a hold of you? Are, you? are you still on the Internet at this point? Do you have enough time? I don't know. I, 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 uh, well, if you want to find any of my neglected everything, um, I'm on Twitter at Jennifer underscore Lynn 89. Um, I do the Bryce Dallas Howard network at BDH network, which has been sorely neglected. And then there's also the Jurassic vault, 
which has been extremely neglected. And I have so much to upload to put on there. But Jurassic Vault is basically a gallery of everything from all the Jurassic movies collected, the stills, the um, behind-the-scenes pictures, and just everything that's been on the interwebs I've tried to collect there as an archive. Uh, But it's so neglected. Oh, my gosh. I need to kick him in the butt. I need to nah, get on that. But, nah, just take it uh, easy. Just chill. Oh just chill for a little bit. Take a but break. You're the good. people want it. The, the people. people it. The people. Oh. I got to do it for the people. <laughs> I know everybody wants those 4K caps of Dominion. They do. They and, do. you know, I have them all on this Samsung drive. I just need someone to get here and edit through them. <laughs> so anyone who wants to volunteer... Come on over and edit through 30,000 caps for me. Yeah. Sounds like no big deal. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, they're here. Everyone's always like, where's my caps? Where's my caps? I'm like, Mm -hmm. come get them. (laughs) Come edit them for me. They're on the door like during Halloween. They were like, caps, please. They're all asking for it. All I had was candy. Look at that. Now you're going to have carolers coming around. It's going to be tough. Yeah. Singing for the caps. All right, well, what do you say we get out of here and uh, maybe we'll, uh, when are we doing this again? February? Is that a month? That's a month. No, no, not February. We'll do it again in February. <laughs> oh, man, the month I can't say. Yeah, we'll say it. We'll, we'll try to figure it out by then and see if we can pronounce it then. But uh, we'll see you in uh, the second month of the year, 2023. Okay. <laughs> 0223. Yes. Thank you so, so much for listening to the 342nd episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Uh, Thank you, first off, to Jen for joining me once again and diving into all those uh, emails, voicemails, and everything. Uh, Really appreciate it. Really love chatting with Jen about uh, the things that maybe grind our gears or, you know, continue to make us love this franchise. Um, And to hear just the plethora of people that are calling in uh, of, of all different ages and, and from all different places, it's really awesome to hear each and every one of you call in and tell us your story, tell us what you love about the films or what you dislike about the films, whatever the case may be. Uh, we love listening to all the opinions out there. So thank you so much to each and every person who called in or wrote in. We love all of you. Thank you so much. But that about does it for this episode. So as always, just want to let everybody know, stay safe, be kind to everybody. It's the holidays and it's always tough, right? It's There's always a lot of stress, uh, you know, revolving around the holiday season. So be kind to everybody and let's continue to fight for representation, change, inequality in the Jurassic franchise, but more importantly, outside of it in the real world. Uh, Let's continue to make this world a better place. I'm going to go ahead and hand things off to myself for the outro. Take it away. Saddle off. Let's get this movable feast underway. Be sure to give us a follow over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod, and myself, at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram, at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. 
so be sure to follow along. Also, don't miss our live streams, toy hunts, reviews, in-depth bonus content, gameplay, event and theme park coverage, and much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of most episodes, so be sure to spare no expense. Find us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode's show notes, articles, contributor bios, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or send emails to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Make sure to be kind to everybody and stay safe out there. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.